0: Hello and welcome to Baby Banter, a podcast all about baby development and play with a decent sprinkling of the reality of parenting. I'm your host, Nicole Pates, a paediatric physio, business owner and mum of two crazy but beautiful kiddos. And today we are back in the studio for month four, the end of the fourth trimester. (sighs) with Monique and Helen, my two first-time superstar mums who are bravely sharing their motherhood journey with us, asking all the questions that you might be asking yourself, your friends, or Google. Well, Google is a rabbit hole. Please don't deep dive down there. So what is this podcast for? It's gathering experts together in baby development, sleep, feeding, and all the things to answer these questions with accurate evidence-based knowledge. Before we get started, I wanted to introduce you to my online membership, the Baby Play Academy. With over 250 purposeful play ideas from birth to walking, master classes on rolling, crawling, walking and baby sign language, bonus extras, webinars from paediatric experts and t- tummy time and sensory play PDFs, over 150 frequently asked questions at your fingertips and my favourite, on hand support from my team of physio, OT and speech as well as hundreds of other parents in our online support forum. It is everything you need to play, connect, and reduce the anxiety around development in that first year and a half of your baby's life. Come and check it out at www.babyplayacademy.com. I would like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on the traditional lands of the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place and acknowledge that they never ceded sovereignty. I pay my respect to the Elders, both past, present and future. Hey Mum, it's time for Baby pack. Nick and Helen, welcome back. It's month for the end of the fourth trimester. Listen, you can hear little Gio. He's here. He's ready. He's awake. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Playing with all the toys.
0: <laughs> How have things been going?
2: Yeah, pretty good. I'd say this last month has probably been the best one for me so far just a bit more settled. The parenting group has become sort of a bit more of a social group after the nursing stuff is finished. We go to Rhyme Time once a week and, yeah, lots going on, but trying to sort of keep a bit of calm time and keep the naps and all that kind of thing as well. So it feels like
0: it's always evolving and it's a different juggle mm. every day. But And how's little Seb going, Helen? Is yeah, good.
2: good. He's... He just started to fall asleep in the car as we got here and then decided that there was too much of a transfer from car to Aww. pram to inside. So I'm trying to get him back to again.
0: again. It's funny, they either transfer or they don't really love the transfer, little no, bubs. They, no, um, he does not.
1: Otherwise it's a power nap and I'm up for an hour and a half. Three <laughs> minutes is all <laughs> it
0: needed, Yeah. How are you going, Monique? How's the with Gio as well?
1: Yeah, definitely better than last month. <laughs> last month felt like a bit of a blur. I don't really know what I said. I'm a bit scared to listen back. But, you know, that's real life as a mum. Feeling a little bit sentimental this month. Looking back on us rolling out of the sleepy newborn phase to yeah. definitely... He's definitely not in the
0: sleepy newborn phase. No way. <laughs> He's got his little doggy sucking on his ears. Hello.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just trying to savour all those little moments that come every week or the new development. I've actually started, started sending geo
0: emails oh, <laughs> as a way
1: to like, just like remember and have stuff written down about what's happening each week.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Have you set up a little email account for I him? I set up
1: an email account for him before he's was born. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> and love I, that I idea. remember reading it somewhere. And then last week we were at the park and I was like, Oh, on the go, I can do this rather than writing in a baby book. Yeah. And I can yeah. just like talk I have about, I can see you sitting in the pram and oh, yeah.
0: That's wonderful because yeah. yeah, I have two very empty baby books. Yeah, yeah. same. <laughs> Mine because is. you never get to sit no. with a baby book yeah. or print out photos. Yeah. Like when am I doing that? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Sorry, Helen, what were you going to say? Oh, I was at a friend's
2: house last week and she actually showed me that her mum had given her hers mm. when she had her son mm. and now she's had a second well he's actually one next week oh. the second so she was showing me oh. their books like her book and then they're both their books and I was like ah oh, yes I really need to write
0: something <laughs> in SEBS because it is completely empty yeah. <laughs> oh well the email sounds like a great idea Mona. Yeah, I like that a bit more modern <laughs> mm. uh, yeah what's been your like biggest like wow moment this month I had a moment
1: the other night I messaged you guys <laughs> when we put Dio down to bed about 45 minutes later. I could hear him yawning. Like, my husband's like, he's awake. And I was like, no, he's not. He doesn't wake up after 45 minutes. Anyway, I crept over a bit like a ninja <laughs> and it was like peeking over the top. His eyes are wide open and he's chewing on his fist. And I was like, what the hell? This isn't right. Anyway, he wasn't even calling out for us or anything. So I just continued to watch without intervening and about Twenty minutes later. To glare. Him,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> he put himself back to sleep. I
0: was oh, like, whoa. Magic, baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing this all the time and I don't know it? Oh, <laughs> good work. Good yeah, work. Here. Self-settling.
0: Can't um, believe it. And what's oh. been your biggest Oh that's tricky moments. <laughs> like,
1: what? Oh I'm not actually sure. Um just the ups and downs with sleep. Yeah. That's the usual. We've had a few nights where, especially before the last episode, <laughs> where mm. I'm like, don't know what I did
0: that day. <laughs> mm. But Geo's safe and we're all good, so it's really hard, isn't it? Especially because it's not it's it, it's not like introducing solids or doing play where you like have control. Over Absolutely. a lot of the situation, like with play and food, you can decide when and what, and yes. then bub decides whether they want to engage. But with sleep, it's like and that's the you can still decide when, but they can choose. Yeah. No, not now.
1: <laughs> mm. The mystery of not knowing what sets off like some of those bad night sleeps, but then mm. most days are pretty good. So
0: it's yeah. so tr- it's also like the like if you think about now compared to four months ago, like how much. They've changed in terms of their look at, like, their talking, like, not talking, but their noises that they're making and the way that they're controlling their bodies and. The, what they're interested in, and the amount of eye contact they hold with you now, and they're starting to giggle. Like, so much has changed in their body and their brains, and yeah. they like it's a whole new world for them. It I is. said to one of my friends, like, we still wake at night. Like, I wake a couple of times a night and like go exactly. back to sleep. Yeah, but you know, it's just a it's their babies. They they're still new to this world, and it's something that you almost have to surrender that control too early otherwise it does become just this like what but it doesn't make it any easier no he's <laughs> <laughs> still like please what are you doing to me
1: why aren't you sleeping
0: yeah. but yeah
1: I was yeah. praying that last night he would sleep and then for what, four o'clock this morning it's like oh I think I've got gas I'm gonna <laughs> stay awake for
0: an hour or so oh. <laughs> it's yeah, so tricky good. what about you Helen how's Seb been this month what's been your biggest wow moment and you're like oh that's so tricky moment
2: the last couple of weeks Seb's been sleeping kind of scarily well like we, we don't, we don't want to jinx anything yeah <laughs> It's like, okay, overnight. So hoping that stays because is four months today, Seb's two weeks behind. So he hasn't technically hit the four months yet. So who knows, everything could change in a couple of weeks. But right now we're just trying to make the most of it. I have found if I help him have a longer nap in the afternoon, so whether that's holding him or using the carrier or whatever it is, if he's, because he started having only like little half hour naps across the morning. Mm. But if I can help him to have a longer nap in the afternoon or evening, then he's actually sleeping through the night better. So like when he has a better sleep in the afternoon, he has better sleep overnight. Mm. So that's been pretty incredible. And then just when he's alert, he's so when he's awake he's so much more alert so focusing and reaching and grabbing and pulling things I did what you suggested of putting a toy that he already likes on an elastic on the archway gym thing so he's been holding and like pulling against it which is pretty cool Mm -hmm. and yeah he definitely likes being outdoors and being able to see the trees and the leaves and birds and things that we have because we live near Kings Park we get quite a bit of Bird life wildlife, flying over yeah. and stuff. And I think the tricky thing is that this last week or so, he seems to be, especially in the mornings, quite vomity.
0: Yeah.
2: So obviously that means that I've had to wash everything every single day, but also just that it it's so much, it's uncomfortable for him. And it it must feel horrible having, you know, vomit and bile and goodness knows what, having an uncomfortable gut and throat all the time, which, you know, just makes me feel sad for him but he seems to sort of get through it another thing I've noticed I don't know if it's to do with the development of object permanence but he's started fully panicking if he can't see me like if I go out to grab something and come back in if I'm literally more than five seconds and I'm like talking to him like I'm just over here I'm just picking up the washing yeah. rack it's okay I'm right here and if I'm literally more than five seconds it's like
0: so I'm just going to clarify for the listeners here, object permanence is when they can see you and you're there and then when you go away they they know that you're still around somewhere. So they don't have that yet. That develops mm-hmm. between six and eight months, right. nine months. But what happens now is you leave and they're like something has gone for good. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. where has she gone? Whereas if when they're older, they know that you're still around mm. and like, oh, I know that mum's still here even though I can't see her.
2: And he has enough awareness that I exist and that I should be there, but, but you're then gone. I'm gone. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> oh, my God, she's gone <laughs> yeah. forever. Like, yeah. where has she gone? Yeah.
0: He so. doesn't know like, oh, she's just in that room. She's yeah. still around. He's like, oh, my God, she's gone. Yeah. Bring her back. So yeah. And like he's highly aware of that. Whereas some of babies are like, oh, whatever. I'm like, I'm cool. I'm interested in my own thing. So that's part of that mm. personality and that sensitivity to mm. – to you being close to him, whereas yep. that's not all babies. It's a bit of a spectrum, but yeah, that is a, that is a challenge when they're like, "Where did you go?" And I've got, I've lost you now, but yep. they don't know that you're still there. But yep. that will develop a little bit later, yep. when after six months. But. It's really tricky, this time period. It's actually one of my favourite time periods between four and six months because there is so much that happens Mm. in terms of physical development. They go from this newborn that's not really, you know, tummy time's maybe a little bit of a struggle, not really reaching, not really grasping, until like being able to reach, reach – up, reach over, like pull things to themselves, really interact with their world and start to, you know, maybe start to develop moving to their side or holding their feet and lots and lots of different things as well as their eyes. Their eyes do this big, big development yep. between five and six months where their vision changes to include like lots of colour but also depth perception. Mm, so yeah. suddenly they're like, wow, my world's 3D. And like yeah. they can track balls bouncing and it's like, amazing. it's amazing. But it also means that there's so much going on in their brain that sleep can be a bit trickier. So that's yeah. what that four month sleep regression or progression is about. It's about that change and their awareness. And some babies handle that like pros, like adjust to it really quickly. And others are like, I just need more. This is too overwhelming. And yeah. you're like, ah. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you know, like your personality, if you're learning something new and you go stop thinking about it at night, mm-hmm. keeps you awake and you go, oh, what about this idea? It's like, that, but in babies. Yeah. Mm. But yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. Funny you're talking about the eyes because last night we took Gio on date night. Because <laughs> that's <was> so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of what you do. You're not going to leave him. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we're at the pub and he was like, he could see people walking in the door. And he was tracking them right from walking in the door all the way past, and then like over his shoulder till they disappeared.
0: Yes, yeah. yep. And, and my husband's like,
1: watch What he's doing? This is amazing!" Oh, I love that
0: you're just delighting in all those little milestones, mini yeah. yeah. ones like that. Is it's because really cool. before, like you know, they could only track a little bit, like you know, forty-five degrees one way, forty-five. Like they couldn't follow, whole big turning their head all around the room and follow. And it's like that opens up their world, like. In like hugely, as well. Yeah, so their world has just become a huge, full of color and amazing and like depth, becoming with depth. And I think what that the same activities and the mm. same like room and the same toys, and this is yeah. where like parents like they just, I don't know. What's going on? Like, they used to just love laying on their mat batting that one ball for, you know, 20 minutes. And now they're like, after a minute. And it's like, well, maybe why. we just need to vary it up. Doesn't mean you need to go out and buy a whole toy shop. No, but, but
1: just walking in the pram, yep. like, he's getting so much more out of it because yep. he's actually looking
0: at everything around us. Yep. Yeah. Hang a ladle on the, on the, on the. In the gym, you yeah, know, that, like yeah, stuff out of the system. Like, like some ribbons. We, yeah, I really, really like, really like that. that packaging. You know, the curly packaging ribbon that oh comes yeah. on presents, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, the nice stuff. That's really good because also it's really easy to grasp Ooh, at this I've age got a too. Whole box of ribbon, yeah, at home. Yep. Different textures, yeah, different textures. So it's all about just varying up with what you have at home and trying to, I guess, in. Some babies will be ha- will still be happy with that one thing that they're happy to explore, and others will be like, "No, no, man, I'm over this. I've consolidated this. I'm on to the next thing." Yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit tricky. Something
1: I've noticed with the play gym, he's become really boisterous in the last week. He's, like, attacking the things on the play gym with his arms and his legs and, like, shouting at it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. What is this boy going to be like when he grows up? Because he's gone wild. (laughs) Mr. Yeah,
0: And whereas it's his little personality, he's all in.
2: He's like, I'm ready, let's go. Yeah, let's go, let's play. It's playtime.
0: <laughs> What's Seb's
2: play like
0: over there, Helen?
2: Well, I've tried changing up a few things on the archway gym. So yeah, like kind of looking at some different things. My husband said he's fairly sure I brought in a toxic leaf. So I need <laughs> to get rid of that. I was like, but it was oh, so no. pretty, It was like nice green and white. He's like, yeah, I, I think that's got bad sap in it. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll get rid of that <gasps> it one.
0: Was pretty leaf, I saw it. <laughs>
2: like People yeah. <laughs> like, don't. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, I've been trying to sort of combine, yeah, bring, you know, some leaves. There was a nice red crinkly leaf on our walk as well and and different toys and things. I've found that if, so he will, lying down on his back, he will reach and bat and he's quite more actively batting with both hands, Mm. which is pretty cool, like intentionally. And then on tummy time, he's able to hold his head up fairly well and look to both directions Mm. but he does get frustrated he doesn't love it Mm. and then if I actually hold him seated then he's starting to kind of reach around a little bit from there but I'm still like holding up his back
0: Yep. and so we talked about this in the last podcast but around that three month mark they develop a head riding reflex which allows them to hold their head up straight in sitting and that's like really fun now for them so they're like yes 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 and actually tummy time once they discover their arms and their hands tummy time becomes challenging because they have to they're on their tummy and they want to use their hands but they're also trying to hold their head steady their trunk steady and like balance themselves in their long their length Mm -hmm. and so they go to move their hands and they kind of like flap around and face plant and they're like "Ah, frustrated 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 and that's because they're trying to control all of these things and use their hands, so that's where like the wedge or your shin. And comes I think into play also the
2: combination of the fact that he's been a bit vomity this week, yeah. so like he's facing downwards and then like coughing up stuff and then yeah. trying to play and then sensory.
0: I did want to. So I don't know if anyone has spoken to you, Helen, about reflux, but it tends to peak about four months like we see it like we see more of those symptoms Mm. around four months I'm not really sure why but we it peaks around then and people are like oh I thought we just got over this and Mm. I think it's because of all of that trunk development and the new positioning and they're starting to want to reach and as they like it sort of can be a little bit frustrating but once they have got that sitting control and they're able to sit it tends to offer a different position of play where they're not combating that reflux Mm. and not all the bubs have like we call them happy chuckers versus not so happy chuckers so it's not always distress because that esophagus and your valves in that they are still developing and they are still a little bit floppy and as they get older that starts to stiffen up and their digestive Mm. system matures and so it tends to reduce but it can for bubs with like significant reflux that are medicated and that you've spoken to your um gp or pediatrician you help getting assistance there it can you know be up to like a year, like before it settles. Yeah, so one of the
2: ladies in my mm-hmm. parenting group has had real issues. Like her baby's barely sleeping unless she's holding mm-hmm. him upright. So she's mm-hmm. awake like all hours of the night. And mm-hmm. she's gone back to a GP a couple of times and they're um, just starting an elimination diet for her yeah. to see if that helps um, with yeah. his reactions. But it's just such a huge process
0: and journey and, you know, takes a while. It is. And it's also because it's really hard to determine what's. Like they've stowed, so they're growing, they're changing. They've changed so much in the first four months. It's hard to sort of dis- detangle what's normal baby development and what's, you know, significant rate. Well, it's not really hard, but it takes time for, mm. to go through that medical process of the diagnosis and get medication. Is it helping or do we need to now look at intolerances and allergies yeah. and things like that? And it just, like, it's not a quick process mm. like for appointments and things like that. It's really, really frustrating for parents and and tricky and so my heart goes out to her because that's like I'm the same I I feel so
2: horrible like I've got two people in my group one is this is the second child and she had the same with both where there seems to be a dairy intolerance and they've had to use specific formulas yeah and they at least knew that for the second one coming in if we see this this or this then you know we can change to that Mm -hmm. and then the other one again this is a first time he's Two days younger than Seb, mm-hmm. and yeah, same sort of just trying to figure out what's happening. Is this normal? Is this you know is this worse than it should be? It yeah. feels terrible to me, but is that just because I don't know what I'm doing? No, and, you know, yeah. so, so you much do to you figure kind out. Know what you're
0: doing. No. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> it is a lot to figure out. And in terms of like physios and how we help with reflux, I think the thing that make also makes me sad is that when little ones have reflux, it almost feels like play is impossible Mm. because you have to hold them upright for 20 minutes or you have to – there's these rules that you need to follow that you're trying to, you know, minimise the distress and the symptoms. So, But there is actually some really cool ways that you can play in sort of elevated positions that, you know, are easier for babies with reflux and take the pressure off the little tummies. And I have – a long, long time ago – so Missy, my Claire, my youngest – who is now three, she was a happy chucker. So she wasn't distressed, but she just vomited all the time. Like our tummy time was like 30 seconds maybe and then a bit of sensory play with the vomit <laughs> 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 like constantly like our water trays had floaties it was was yeah and like you know that's just her and so what I did around that time was developed like a little guide about positioning for play and positioning for carrying and holding that kind of took into account bubs that had lots of reflux or yeah. um, vomiting or distress. So what I can do, I took do it down off the website. I don't know why. I think it's because it's old and I, it's not really like on brand anymore, mm-hmm. but I can check it up as a link on the podcast as a free download. So if you do have a baby with reflux and you're looking for ideas to play that aren't, isn't just chucking them in a bouncer and leaving yeah. them upright for 20 mm-hmm. minutes or holding them for 20 minutes, yeah. it kind of goes through a little stages of like, you know, try this. And then as they Settle after the feed, then you can move to here and move to here. Mm-hmm. So it's like a yeah, cool, mm, yeah, it's a bit of a, it's, it was quite helpful. I don't know if all the links are still current to all the things that like the wedges and stuff that we linked in there. So I have to revisit that, but I'll throw that down into the um, show notes and link it so that we can, you guys can download it if you do have a little one with reflux. But yeah, oh God, that went on a bit of a tangent. Sorry, guys, <laughs> for my health information ramble. <laughs> so where are we up to? How, what else are the guys up to? Oh, you had some questions, Mon. We have a little WhatsApp, guys. Just, We do prep. Well, these guys send questions all through... Between the months, so like from between months three and four, Monique and Helen WhatsApp me lots and lots of questions. And
1: between the delirium, I read back the questions and I was like, "Oh yeah, did yes, right. I
0: write that? What
1: oh. <laughs> was that we... my question or <laughs> Helen's question? I'm not sure." Yeah.
0: And then we throw them all down, and then the new ones come up today when we're in studio recording. But Monique was saying that Gio had started to do some new things with his feet and his tummy muscles. So tell me a um, about yeah, that. Yeah,
1: so he's like started enjoying like doing little crunches, and his feet are coming up more towards his mouth my husband has this bit of a ritual with him in the morning so he'll get him up and then they go downstairs do a bit of tummy time Mm -hmm. and then Gio likes to do his exercise where he will hold on to Leon's hands and then pull up to do little crunches (laughs) so it's like he's doing his little (laughs) gym workout in the morning (laughs) Which is really oh. cute. But I guess what I was going to ask is, will he eventually get those ha- feet to his hands like the happy baby? Because he's almost there. Yeah. And does he even
0: know that his feet are his yet? Mm. or Kind of. He's, kind still, of exploring. he's still exploring. Still exploring there'll, be, yeah. there'll be a moment when he's like, ah, oh, these are mine. And yeah. it's usually when they can reach them and they're like, he knows they're there and if he kicks things, things yeah. happen. But they're still forming that body map of representations. If your eyes are closed and something touches your leg, you're like, oh, my God, something touched my leg. But babies are still developing their, like, Google Maps of their body and their mm -hmm. brain. And kids are too. Every time they grow in size or length or, you know, they have to readjust their Google map, like update, update, yeah. software update. So it's really <laughs> tricky for them. Like, you know, when we g- were growing up and you're like, go to reach the glass in the cupboard and yeah. you're like, oh, now, I, now I'm here. Like I don't have to reach up anymore. Uh, not the case the in my house. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Everything's <it's>, up high. <laughs> like what did Mrs. Claire say today, today? She's like, mummy, I can see myself in the mirror in the bathroom on the oh, steps. that's cool. and She's like,
1: oh, See it. Oh, it was just like so it's a funny
0: little milestone but yeah.
1: so lifting the yeah. legs is actually is that part of the development. Yeah,
0: so it's developing their core muscles so and getting ready. everyone thinks it's it is kind of getting ready to sit, but it's also getting ready to roll. Okay so little crunches where you see like when they're kind of half reclined on you and you're chilling back reading a book or you're chilling back. Watching TV or whatever you're doing together, you'll see that we're at the table and they start doing, yeah, and they're doing (laughs) the little crunches. That means that they're almost developing the muscles that they need for being able to sit upright and roll yeah, and roll. it's the same with the happy baby so happy baby pose and before that you'll see them reaching for their knees mm-hmm. so like when they start bringing their little legs up and then they can touch their knees and then after that they touch their feet they're like the f- foundational mini milestones to working towards rolling because then they'll sit in that happy baby pose and they'll roll from side to side and then they'll roll over <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, think, yeah totally. <laughs> well some will and oh, we we face.
2: had an accidental roll this um last few weeks which is pretty cool like i my in-laws were out the front with us and I put Seb on a different angle than normal from where we have our mat out the front so that he could see that they were with us as well. Mm. And he kind of like looked up and then just rolled down the grass towards
0: them. <laughs> we're like woohoo, we'll count that. <laughs> Remember that no no movement is accidental. It's all purposeful to explore the environment. Yeah. But yes, sometimes um, it yeah, sometimes more it's more of those accidental roles. Yeah. Accidental. <laughs> and like yeah, having Italian. an incline is making it a little bit easy for him to explore that, yeah. that movement. And so whether it be back to tummy or tummy to back, like if your little one is struggling to kind of consolidate or getting frustrated, it's just making it, it's just changing the environment to make it easier for mm. them. Not, are really fun. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Roll them up in a sausage in the towel. That's <laughs> <You know? laughs> one of my favourite exercises. <laughs> I've started
2: using kind of some fun language around that I guess when I'm putting him into tummy time I go like roly-poly 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 wee, we're on our front now so, <laughs> try to
0: make it a bit more fun and like relating rolling and being in a different position as well. And the other thing you're doing which our speech is, Eleanor our um, lead speech here at Western Kids would love is you're developing that anticipation mm. so like you're setting right. up a routine yeah. where you're like duh, 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 duh. <laughs> and like he's like oh my god it's coming yay <laughs> oh, i'm excited yeah. <laughs> and it's like this reciprocal play and he's like and you can pause as he gets a bit over older and he'll be like ah, yeah here <laughs> like with his eyes and that means yeah i'm ready to go yeah. and so it's like that turn taking yeah. and it's, it's beautiful for language actually you just
2: mentioned eleanor i had a i invited a couple of our parenting group people over a couple of weeks ago, I think, to watch the baby sign masterclass. Oh, cool. So I have a tiny bit of background with sign and I'm mm. a little bit familiar with it. I had a child with hearing loss um, in my class a couple of years ago. So I've kind of been around it a little bit. So I found yeah. it a bit easier to remember than some of the other people in the group one of the yeah. ladies was like all I can remember is mummy but I figured that's the most important yeah. one so let's start there <laughs> 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 the
1: we want, so, say. <laughs> yeah
2: so I've been trying to remember to sort of do that a little bit more regularly mm. the funny thing is I find because I have to hold Seb so mm. often, then I'm like, I don't have any arms free to sign <laughs> with <him." laughs> So often the one that's he's getting the most
0: is nappy, nappy. because oh, he's yes. on the change table because I'm not yeah, holding it. him. Yeah. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah. Oh, Ellen will be so proud mm. to hear that. You, it's like, well, we've put so much time into those resources. So if you're listening and you're like, what is this baby sign masterclass? It's part of the Baby Play Academy, which is our online membership. And it literally has all of this information and everything in videos and small Chunks and you know movement play and talk, the flash Flashcards flash you've got, and got downloadable flashcards that you can print up and put. There's like a newborn play guide that you can print up and put out on wherever you want in your house. And I do have like a three to six month one that I've got to get off as well get up there but we keep putting in new resources and it's always under development we're trying to do a lot of good things with it so yeah it looks really good so come and have some fun if you're a bit like what do I do how do I play what's this movement how do I help them with this what can I do with talking and reading and honestly
1: because it's winter and if you're ever stuck at home, it's such a good resource. Yeah. That you can just go in there and be well, like, what can we do? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I need mean, something. Because I'm stuck inside. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. don't need a toy. Oh, a toilet roll. you <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean,
0: a cardboard tube. <laughs> you get, get a ah, yes.
1: <laughs> Speaking of the toilet roll, yes. if you have that subscription to that. Toilet roll company that has a swear word in it. Oh um, yes, the black and white I paper. Know. It's it really amazing. good. Yeah.
0: What's it called again? Don't who, don't, gives, who gives a who yeah. gives a who gives <laughs> a swear word. But they and this is what I what I is a lot of what is in the Baby Play Academy and what a lot about I share online that didn't make any sense of my little amount of sleep. But a lot of what I share online and a lot of the base of the Baby Play Academy is that you don't need to go out and buy toys. Yes, I did buy Monique and Helen's little boys their <laughs> special four month toy today of whirly Squid which are these awesome toys and which i also so at I know I mean, he was like oh is my that goodness, that for <laughs> goodness. <me? laughs> but in the reality is you don't really need to buy much in in bait for babies under one but you know it's fun to buy things but it's about using stuff around the home and you know recycling and you know, making use with what you've got so mm. that it's not like an extra. It's not like you need to go out and buy all these toys to help your baby development.
2: And even just like when I was cooking the other week mm. and had potatoes in a paper bag and I was like, here you go. I finished half the paper bag. And he was like, <laughs> what's this? Like mm. it made a noise. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I moved it and
2: yeah.
1: it did something and it felt weird and I really liked that. On the way back from Coles mm. yesterday, I gave Dio the bananas to hold in the or- prayer. And he's got this new trick where he throws, throws things oh, no. on the side where oh, no. bananas hit the pavement.
2: No. And I was like, geo oh, no! Oh, <laughs> not bananas. Oh. Give him a potato next time.
0: Potato yeah. 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 So, no, <laughs> sounds that much might be, safer. I don't know for the people on the other side of the frown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, when Will was like okay. six months old, I was like, I'll go to the cafe. And he was not a cafe, baby. You couldn't <laughs> take him. It was not helpful. And he hated going to cafes. And I was pushing through. I was like, man, I want to be that mum on Matt leave." goes and has like a coffee and we sit together and he, (laughs) to show his disdain for my choice in activity, picked up the salt and chucked it at the (laughs) waiter.
1: Oh no! (laughs) <laughs> and we didn't go back to cafes. We were part parents <laughs>
0: after that. <laughs> but yeah, I do want to say, Helen, you were talking about the leaves, and I, you know, like bringing outdoor things in. If you aren't sure and you are concerned, like, is this okay? Can they put it in their mouth? I don't really know. Just chuck it in a Glad wrap seal bag, like mm-hmm. the Ziploc okay. bags, because they still get the experience of the sight, the texture isn't really there. But the crinkle and stuff is all the mud or like whatever yeah. you're doing. Chuck it in a Ziploc bag, and they can they can play with it that way. And until they get a little bit older or until you know that it's not a poisonous leaf. Yeah. I
1: um, have a bit of a story yeah. around that. Go on. I love grabbing leaves and putting it in the pram. It was probably my, oh, this isn't a good mother example of my mother's skills. But grabbing leaves, putting it in the pram, found these really cute gum nuts. Oh. <laughs> put them in the pram with Geo. We were sitting at a cafe. 20 minutes later, the poor little guy starts like, crying and I was like what what's wrong and I was with my mum who's been an ambulance officer for years (laughs) so luckily I felt a little bit more like okay whatever's going on we can deal with this He started getting really upset, so he took all his clothes off and noticed that he had little bites on his oh, arm from an ant. Oh, and oh, I was like, I felt like the worst mum in the world. Oh, but it went on for about 20 minutes that he was oh, just hysterical. Oh, ant bites
0: are really painful, they really know. are.
1: And, like, I'm like, oh, risky nature play, <laughs> all good. But, like, things can <laughs> happen. And, and my disclaimer is probably just shake, shake
0: the <laughs> before you <laughs> give them to it's the baby. Inspect the Inspect the Poor little dear. And yeah, risk risk hazard analysis. You know, I like. I'm really glad he's not he's, allergic to. I no, I know. And, and, and
1: like, mm, we did get through it, and mm. like, it was definitely a learning experience for me. And it hasn't put me off like letting him play with things, but I'll just be a bit more cautious about making sure there's no ants <laughs>
0: <laughs> before they go in the pram. It's with all. Him. It's all about learning. Like I advocate for a lot of outdoor and risky play, but I'm not like. The expert in all things poisonous. And, <laughs> but, and I was talking to Will on the weekend. We were like at the beach, and I was like, We just don't pick up cans and we don't pick up shells that have been like near the water in the water. And he's like, Why? And I'm like, Well, octopuses might live in them. He's like, But oh, don't we want to see? I was like, No, there are some little we'll octopuses. Them from a them. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, it's all about learning together and. Making mistakes mm. yeah, of together, yeah. but it doesn't make you feel any better. I will, no. will. I didn't know Will could pull to stand. I was just letting him crawl around the house, and he pulled to stand on the toilet and ate the like the soap stuff oh. that like sticks oh, no. to the bowl. You know the one that you yeah, stick yeah, at, yeah. like yes. a little star, the duck one, and yeah. I was like. You just just gone know. in there and he's like fishing his hands in the toilet, eating this blue like oh, gel. And gosh. I was just like, when did you learn to pull a stand and poison? And, poisons. <laughs> <laughs> and so That yeah. well, that is probably a huge tip. Like even like at four months, like you don't know, you just don't know what's going to happen. And saving the poisons hotline number in your phone, yeah. which I'll look up now for you, but saving that just in case you get into the situation where you need yeah. help or you need to be like, is this... Is this thing and just
1: like that first aid? I mm. think like as like doing the baby first aid course was yeah. like so reassuring for me. Mm. Um, and then also having my mum there at that moment, yeah. Um, just keeping an eye on him and realizing that when we put cold compress on that it area, yeah. it was calming him down, and it
0: wasn't like um, getting swollen or anything. Yeah, and drawing you can draw around the little redness and see if it's spreading mm. and things mm. like that. Yeah. The poison's hotline number is thirteen. Eleven twenty six, I think. Well, i just New South Wales. I think that's national. Yeah, thirteen eleven twenty six, And they also, I think they liaise with triple zero, which is an Australian number. So these are Australian yeah. numbers if you're in Australia. But like, so if you say this has happened and they think they need extra medical attention, yeah. they'll liaise with the emergency services as well, which is great. Yeah. But yeah, well, I'm sorry you went through that, Mon. That's, no, I, but it's traumatic. I know. Right? <laughs> yeah, especially because you don't want them to get hurt. You don't want them to and not I, be okay. I was actually
1: quite proud of myself how I had to, I held it together because <laughs> I was like poor little guy's in pain and then, yeah, knowing that <laughs> it's something that I had kind of accidentally let happen to him. That's but okay. These things will happen over they time. They will and, and you can and
0: cry and you whine at night.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like at the end of the day he's okay and yeah. he got a little bit rough skin around
0: where the ant got him but apart
1: and from that he's it's, recovered. Um,
0: I did have some questions from people the other day about risky play or doing – Things that may result, like very, you know, not significant injury, but that like one of the things with risky play is people have asked. But it's the privilege of being able to engage in risky play. So, yes. like, you know, you have done a baby first aid course. You do have the resources. Like in Australia, we have public healthcare that we can exactly. go to if yeah. something happens. Like, they're, they're things that we do need to consider. And I guess. What I I do agree with all of that. I also know that like by not letting your child engage in risks, you actually increase their risk of injury Mm -hmm. later. And so like children understanding their body, body capabilities and what their decision-making eventuates into. Obviously at an age and stage appropriate level, like you're not going to make your...
2: And I think that's something that I've reflected on a bit Mm. in the last few weeks because of working with you and learning so much around this and also the Risky Play podcast that you put out between our last Mm. couple of episodes. Mm. And it made me reflect on two different friends I have with slightly older bubs, like about one and a half and two respectively. Mm. And just... Observing when we had our baby shower with Seb before he was born, and the um, little boy was just over one. and he was just running to every side of the playground, and one of the two parents was kind of like following behind, like, I'll go this way, you go that way, you know, just because he was just investigating everything, running after everything. And then recently with a different friend whose girl is just about to turn two, and she's much more of an observer. She's much more cautious. she stays with her mum. and I guess, learning how that looks and mm. learning what Seb's risky play might look like or what mm. his attachment might look like and mm. kind of going, all right, you know, for him being at the other end of the playground was his risk but for her being more than three steps away from mum yeah. was her risk and like they were still…
0: They're still both engaging yeah. in risky play. Everyone yeah. learning
2: in their own way. Everyone's and like
0: risky play is like jumping off a ladder. I'm like, no, 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 no. risky play is in the eye of the doer. Mm. It's your child extending their current capabilities either by a millimetre or what, like mm. whatever it is for them is huge. that like, limit? Sh- and yeah, and, and then like building and that's...
2: It's, so uh, I think now that I've kind yeah. of had that language in the back of my mind, mm. I've been more able to look and reflect and look at other friends and their kids and kind of, okay, so that's what they're trying. That's what they're doing or attempting. Like even just when I went for a carrier walk in my own suburb with Seb and another family arrived and the father was doing what you talked about in the podcast with the little boy was trying to go up the ladder and he was like you can do it you can do it and he was standing right behind and I think he was trying really hard not to like (laughs) do (laughs) it for him like no 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 not to to, like jump in it was like you can do it and he's like you know reaching full reach up to the next um, rung of the ladder and pulling himself up and that kind of thing. And I was like, ah, yeah, he's, like, mm. supporting something new. Yes, and everyone <laughs> does so it cool.
0: in a different way. And some people might have to be, like, re- like for themselves, have to be really close to their little one because worry- like their worry is so high. But other people might be like, oh, I know my little one and it's only, like, this high. I'm going to step back. and I'm-. But your threshold and appetite for risky play also impacts. And like, it's what you inherit from how how your family. You... Yeah, yep.
1: Like growing up on the farm, yeah, I know, not very different. Half the things. No, things
0: the <laughs> <of kids>. no <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> I said to my mum, Mum, you know, I used to like go to the beach with my friends when we were like ten. She's like, No, nah, you were just playing across the road, weren't you? It's like she's like, Didn't you just go to their house with their parents? So I was like, Oh my god, we were like really naughty, but she just not believed. No, we just across the road. But yeah, the, and so like it's there's no there's no gold standard for risky mm. play. There is no like. Goal of being able to climb a three meter tree, or you know, do X or Y or Z. Yeah. Like it's all about you and your appetite and threshold for risky play, and supporting your little one to take some risks and, and that are appropriate. Step outside their bit. comfort zone yeah. and sort of bridge, like build, and you do that with food. You do that with outside play, you do that with learning, you do that with words, like it's it's, it's like that's our role as parents. We're not moulding our children or, you know, making them into anything. We're just exposing them to all different types of things and, mm-hmm. and, and seeing if we can help them grow as human beings, which is a really hard thing to do sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes things happen. And sometimes things happen <laughs> and mistakes are made. Claire, um, we have these wobbly ropes ropes at our park that go up to a double red slide and it's quite high. It's probably... 1.6 meters higher, 1. High, one point, about my height, and she was a master at it when she was two. She'd go up and climb and go down the slide constantly. And then we had an incident one day. She just missed the gap and fell. Like so, she'd done this activity maybe 50 times, yeah. more more than 50 times every day. We go to the park, and she just fell. And she fell straight onto her back, like yeah. hit her head, like bowling. And she's three now. It's probably been close to 12 months and she just attempted it again yesterday I haven't pushed it like you know when she's on there I'm like I'm here and she's like fearful and instead of saying like do you want me to rescue you I'm like well you can come back down or if you see those silver bits that's where you put your feet or this is where you put your hands or and I'm right here like do you want me closer like scaffolding her and she did it and she was so proud of herself Mm. it was just beautiful but it's just taken that long for her to gain back that confidence after that fall, which is tricky. It's yeah. like it's like us, I suppose. But. Mm.
1: Yeah, I've done quite a lot of camps with Camp Quality, mm. and that's something that we do at camp is mm. some things that are kind of out of the comfort zone, mm. like the big flying foxes and things like that. Yeah. And it's such an atri- like the overwhelming joy that yes. the kids get out of it yep. when that. they're like, "I don't think I can do that," and you scaffold them to a point where they jump off the flying fox and go and then they're just like that's the highlight of their camp and it's probably something they'll remember forever.
2: It's interesting to see what the kids expect of the adults as well so like year six camp at school in my previous school I'd had a year five class as my first class and then their year six was the first time they went back to doing a camp for about a decade they hadn't done one Mm. and so I went on my non-teaching day my prep day to camp to help out as an extra adult. And obviously they must have observed that some of the other adults were not enthusiastic about do, like engaging in the activities. Mm. They were just there to sort of supervise or, you know, they were a little bit more yep. cautious themselves. Risk adverse. And <laughs> yes. one of them was like, oh, miss, if you go on the on the flying fox, like I'll do the washing up after dinner. And I was like, well, that's a deal because I'm definitely going up there. And they were like, what? Really? I'm like, of course I am. And I they know, just like yeah. they were stunned that one of the adults was coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. An
1: adventure world excursion. I'm the adult that's on all the rides.
0: <laughs> I was really good until I had a side, baby. Like, and now my vestibular watching. system is not good. Like oh, I go on a ride really? and I'm like vomiting. Oh, oh no. It's
1: horrible. I need to test it again.
0: Um, <laughs> what does risky play look like at four months? So obviously getting bitten by an ant, playing with some honky nuts <laughs> is one way. Yeah. But it also looks like, so they're learning to hold themselves upright and they fall. They don't have those saving reactions mm-hmm. or the ability to control their arms. And so you can scaffold and support that as a parent or a caregiver by doing lots of like Humpty Dumpty on your knees. Like, they yes. oh. are not going to fall. You're not going to let them fall to the ground, but they, and they learn to trust you and build that trust, but they get to experiment with their limits of gravity, having them lay on your chest and doing like rolling off your chest onto the floor Yeah, or, you know, like, Piggyback, maybe piggyback rides or aeroplane rides or tummy time on your shins when you're on your back, you know, mm. in the like Pilates position where they're Light doing little aeroplane. Lifting them high, well. lifting mm. them high yeah. throwing them in the air, like if they have the control and strength probably more towards six months old. But that's all risky, like rough and tumble play yes. that you're engaging with together, that you're but you're constantly checking in and looking at their cues like, are they enjoying this? Because mm. if they're not, like you've got to respond and say, mm. I can see this is a bit much. Let's stop. Mm. And yeah. vocalising that but it's constantly checking in. But Sort of testing that their their comfort zone with their balance and their with those balance reactions is a good way to do mm. risky play at this age.
2: You've actually reminded me of something. It's so not just with play. It's more just a general developmental question. One of my neighbours walked past as I was coming home a couple of days ago and I was like, oh, I'll go in and grab Seb. I just left him with my husband for a bit to grab some stuff and brought him out. And she was like, "Oh my goodness, he's so big and heavy. Like, do, do you find it hard to hold him?" No, I've got guns. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I she had said, the "Same comment, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "It must be easier once he'll start to like hold back, but, you know, like hold back onto me." Mm. So when does
0: that happen? Not that for a okay. while, <laughs> like a year, okay, like eight months, they become like a heavy, like they they. They are. They could hold you if they wanted to, but they kind of just eight hang. Eight months. Back.
1: Are still another comma. Yeah. I know,
0: <laughs> but they kind of like. Yeah. I remember because I had big babies too. Will was thirteen kilos at six months. Yeah. yeah. Claire, not so much. She's probably more about eight or nine kilos at six months. But they just like. They can sit on your hip, but they kind of don't, like they might, some might hug you, but they, I would always have to be really conscious about like their head hitting the door frame yeah, <laughs> Yeah through. Yeah, like you can tell um, when
2: he's tired, he gets really floppy. So yes. if I'm trying to hold him with yeah. one hand to pick something up and then he'll be like, whoa. And you're like, oh
1: no, <laughs> come back here. What can <laughs> I drop? I, ha- I have noticed the core strength is helping a little yes. bit. Yes. And then I'm like sure.
0: they get this really good core strength, but they don't start like gripping with their okay. arms like a koala until like between eight and 12 months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's just the, The going, the rushing past the door frames was always like, (laughs) ah, me. (laughs) Accidental risky (laughs) A Few head bumps. Sorry, guys.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm fairly sure I whacked with my watch the
0: other day. (laughs) Mm. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But no, they're, and they're like, it's okay. Like, someone, I always get the question because my baby weighs more, does that mean it'll be harder for them? in motor development terms, yeah. like is it going to be harder to sit or crawl or yeah, we've been wondering do about tummy that. time? It's not necessarily, like there's no evidence to show that. I always think about ratios. Mm-hmm. So like if you look at your little, per- in WA it's a little purple book. I don't think it's purple across Australia, but like, you know, the book where you track track things for your health nurse visit about uh, head percentage length and weight. And if if your head is like 95th percentile and you're like, 20th for length and weight, like it's going to be harder because you've got this of ginormous course, yeah. head that you have to lift and learn to control with not as much, I think about this where my husband's like physics and I'm like, oh, the yes, ratios. physics. <laughs> 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 but yeah, the ratios. And so, and, and it's also not just about that as well. Like it's, you've got that and then you've got, their muscle phenotype. So everybody has genetics, obviously, but everyone has different types of muscles. Like some people like just have, you know, like those really robust athletic muscles. Mm. And other people's muscles are a little bit more supple mm. and soft. And so like, you know, Some babies are born with natural strength and others have to work a little bit harder for it. Then there's no wrong or right in that. But it just means like when you put all of these factors together in terms of motor development, it's genetics, it's length, height, weight ratios, it's so your body biomechanics and your shape. And then it's also your personality Mm. and because like some bubs are like no matter how big or how small they are, they're off and they're keen to move and they want to go do that thing. thing. And other bubs are much more happy to observe and watch and and sit back and there's a huge range in between. And also about attachment, so the security that they have from their attachment with you, which is always evolving. It's not static. Which Which I think is why
2: I was a bit like, oh my goodness, he's
0: screaming when I'm not there. Is that good or bad? (laughs) He's good. He he knows who you are and you're suddenly gone and are you there? I don't know. Are you ever? Coming back, oh, yeah. I have no idea, Mom. So whereas Gio's might be like, "Yeah, she's cool, I like her," but I'm happy with this toy. Looking at <laughs> <laughs> it, they're different. I'm there's independent. no independent. Yeah, there's no <laughs> right or wrong, and I can't say that it like that it will. I, in my experience or my understanding, um, that won't directly affect their ability independent play mm. later. Whereas my, because my son is very go go like go get it, but he cannot play by himself for the life of him. Like, yeah, I don't know unless it's outside. So yeah, but uh, so what else have we got? We've got lots of <laughs> food questions, but that's up with Dr. Kyla soon. She's popping into the studio for answering all the mealtime questions in part two of month four. So a whole month dedicated to that. So we might. Oh, we did have one more question about what should you? When should you check in at four months? Like, what are some signs that you should? Is that was was the yeah. last question? Yeah, just because
2: you know, three months was like okay, cool, we made it, and then four months is like oh, this is a big development. Things change. Mm-hmm. The brain. Changes, sleep changes. Yeah. So, like, what should we be looking for?
1: Someone reminded me about the questionnaire that you have to fill in before you go to the health nurse. Yes. The
0: oh, other day. yes. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad I forgot about that. Yeah, yep. and it's hard so because it's 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 a big questionnaire. It's 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 great, but it's like it's a you tick whether it's you're not seeing it at all, whether it's a little bit, and he's on his way, or like, yep, I've mm-hmm. seen that, and so it can feel a little bit like you're rating. You're rating them and it's hard because probably, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, your child health nurse was kind of like your key worker. Like mm. you'd go there and you'd be like, okay, I have these concerns and they would have time to sit and chat and be like, oh no, nah, like, because, you know, you're doing this question and you're like, oh, I don't know, like maybe, like, does even, this count? Like it might what even does be this worth mean? reading through it like with a
2: week to go so yeah. that you're like, like, what am I actually meant to be looking for? Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yep, Yeah, but then like you might go a little bit early and then a week later you start to see those yeah. things so there was no reason to panic. Yeah. And so before you would sit with your child health nurse and you'd talk about the things on there and you'd have time to kind of, unpack it and go, okay, well actually what's what's happening here? Is it just time? Like, is it within normal development? Yeah. Whereas now it's very like, okay, where's your questionnaire? Okay, these are your results. Okay, go see this person and because you're in week. risk. Mm. And you're like,
1: ah, what's wrong? Ah. Mm. And within a week it can change yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so I, that's why my huge focus is on the mini milestones, meaning mm. like, are you seeing your baby gain new skills mm. and are they progressing? Because like, you know, by four months we want to see them start to be able to control their head when you yeah. pull them up into sitting and, you know, Sometimes babies with reflux or other things or in hip breath, there's lots of reasons why that might be a little bit trickier for babies. And so that's that context. But are they starting to be able to control their head and chuck their chin chin as you pull them up? Are they confident in tummy time and able to turn their head like 180 degrees around and look around and like really hold their head up well? Like they're the things you're looking for. Our speeches will say like, are they smiling and giggling, like starting to laugh? In saying that, there are some really serious babies out there that you have to work (laughs) really hard to get to laugh. Like, it doesn't mean they can't laugh. They're just like, well, you need (laughs) to work harder, Mum. If they're not responding to sounds, like, you know, we're thinking about hearing, or they're not really taking an interest in your faces. Not so much toys, because some babies just aren't toy people, but faces. So Mm. if they're not, like, interested in looking at you and sort of, like, responding to you when you're trying to, like... Ooh, la, ooh, Talk to them, and if you're not noticing them, start to make sounds like they have been here. Where they're like, "Look, look, we'll like snore. not like not like ba 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 or things like that. They're just kind of like gurgling and yeah, vocalizing,
1: started sounding like a little T Rex lately, <laughs> <laughs> which I find really. <laughs> there was a
0: little boy next to me,
2: and we went to our first sensory class on Tuesday, and there was a little boy next to us who I think she said was about six months, and he honestly had a little coo like a pigeon.
0: It was <ah> so cute. Yeah. Aww. And then there's some noises that aren't so nice. I know, like um, the mother's group that I went to, there was a delightful little girl and she was just so frustrated because she could sit that she couldn't figure out how to get into crawling or into sitting yet. And so she was like, ah, like, well, oh, screech, I'm not going to do it because I'll wake the babies. But like, and her mum was, was like, it's okay. It's just her communicating her frustration. Mm. But it was very loud. And then all the other babies started copying and everyone was like, oh, <laughs> but it was beautiful.
2: Yeah. You also sort of hit the word hips as you were mm. going through some things before, which were Reminded me, we actually had a second hip ultrasound this week mm. and, and haven't got any results yet. I, I don't know when I'll hear anything, but because my husband was 55 centimeters when he was born and he was stuck in breach, so that was enough that when Seb was born, we got a referral from the pediatrician straight away. For your husband was stuck like that or Seb? My husband was okay. stuck in breach, Seb mm. was the right way up, mm. so we think there's a less risk, but mm. the pediatrician was like, Well, fathers had an instant referral. Yeah. So when he was somewhere about six or seven weeks, he had his first hip ultrasound and then literally a full month later mm-hmm. – I got a call from the pediatrician's office being like, oh, just checking whether you've looked into this at all or gone back to the GP. I was like, no, I was told that you would contact me, me if needed. And she's like, yeah, it's mostly fine. But the pediatrician's just not quite happy, especially there's a bit of laxity on both sides and his right hip doesn't have quite the proportion of coverage we'd like. So can you go for another ultrasound? So we just had that. This week, and mm. kind of hoping that or we might find might something you. out soon. They didn't say like come in and see us or get get mm. fitted for a brace or go see you know X Y Z. So, hoping it's just kind of a watch and wait at the moment. But yeah, it's it's certainly
0: it's really tricky because lots of babies at the six week mark will have laxity in their hips, and they classify the hips when they do the ultrasound into like. 1A, 1B, 2B, you know, like different classifications. Mm. And one of them is like a, a monitor classification because yeah. it's more than likely to mature. Right. Because we don't want to brace for no reason. Mm. So they'll do they'll do different different things. But if it is dysplastic or if it is dislocated or subluxable, then they will brace it. So when they do the ultrasound, they, they do the ultrasound of the hip, but they also test the hips and do they go in and out and things like, because if they do, then you'd pop them in a brace. But I just felt, if you haven't heard in like, within a week and a half yeah. of your scan, just follow up with a phone call because that's the hardest thing with the private and the public medical system is sometimes things get lost. Mm. And now is that if, they, if it is not – if we're talking about the ball of the femur going into the socket of the hip, the, what Helen is referring to is that the socket is shallow and not covering that mm. ball enough. And so what they do for little babies, because babies' bones are very cartilaginous and moldable they put them in a brace to sort of maximise the contact between those two surfaces so that it deepens over time. Okay. And that's that's the point of bracing. But you can only really do that in like the first year of life. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we monitor it. My next is looking at me like, what?
1: Okay, yeah. yeah, I find it interesting. Um, but <laughs> it's in also, the are you,
0: there is probably one more thing that I thought I should mention before we wrap up and have a break before Kyla comes in and we do month – two part two month is four we, month four part <laughs> two oh my god yep I definitely need more sleep it does get better guys I promise <laughs> <laughs> month two part four for month four part two is when we're talking about those bones being really cartilaginous and moldable Helen you asked about jolly jumpers mm. a little while ago and I was talking to a pediatric podiatrist who's done a lot of research and we we're talking about like we can't We're not going to put babies in a jolly jumper under six months and do lots of jolly jumping and then like see what happens. Because if we do do lots of extra force of jumping through those immature bones, it is likely, like I'm talking lots, like, you know, 30 minutes a day of jumping, like, you know, like you're going to the gym, like it is likely that they will change the structure or the Like there there could be structural changes within those bones. Yeah. So um, because of those extra forces, like, you know, Mm -hmm. you're putting that body weight through and you're jumping Mm -hmm. up and down with the Jolly Jumper, which is why with the Jolly Jumper, I always say try and wait till their bones are a little bit more mature after six months and they've got the trunk control and the head control and also that (laughs) – oh, sorry, Seb's just got up and he's looking real cute. It's distracted me massively. (laughs) (laughs) So wait till they're, you know, over six months, those bones are a little bit more mature. Wait till they've got the trunk. And head control when they you know they're starting to roll and sit because then they really can control themselves in space yeah. and, you know, starting to pull to stand so they have that strength in their legs and also like the frequency and the duration, like not every day and not for a long period of time, not like you're going to go to the gym and get that adaptation. So they're, they're the things that I think about when I'm using the Jolly Jumper, particularly standing. Standing devices are different because it's not the extra force of jumping. Yeah. But, but, yeah, are they also remembering that those things do not – Help your little one gain new skills in development. Mm, like yeah. they're just for fun and for your sanity.
1: Yeah. Speaking of fun, I do have one last yes. thing. I know it's you, gonna be a long on one, your, guys. <laughs> on if you've stuck it out, you're doing really well. <laughs> I know on your Instagram, you've been doing lots of stuff with Muddy Play. Oh um, yes, I, have. I went Muddy down Play to July. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait till Gio's a bit bigger because so much stuff I'm like he'll be able to do. Yeah. Obviously. He's only four months old, so wondering like what sort of muddy play I can do with him. I did collect a box of mud yes. from Pemberton. Oh, <laughs> down south I in Western like, Australia. do you mind if I go <laughs> and take some? Get, mud? get me a bucket <laughs> so I can go get... He's like looking at me like I'm an absolute <laughs> nutcase.
0: I met this physio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then my my husband also is like, you are not bringing that in the car. Oh. And of course the box leaked in the car.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> He's not impressed. And then oh. I'm telling my brother about about who's heavy into His business is heavy machinery and earth moving. (laughs) And he's
0: like, oh, my God, can we sell mud?
1: (laughs) I was like, oh, maybe.
0: Nature (laughs) Play WA might want it for their muddy (laughs) mud days. (laughs)
1: Great southern mud. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's
0: good good stuff. So we love mud because it helps with so many things. It's a great sensory play, but it's great for the microbiome and immune system and like reducing allergens. In saying that, Gio and Seb haven't started solids yet, so I probably would not. You know, eat the mud because we want to just have, you know, breast Ex- yeah. exclusively like. Milk fed, milk fed. Till yep. six months. Not mud. Not mud fed. Uh, <laughs> I'm not advocating feeding mud to your four-month-olds. But in saying that, you can put his feet in the mud tray. So no, cool, cool. Helen, we did a little play idea together where you kind of put Seb in the, like, elevated in the breastfeeding pillow and then, like, had a tray of water at his feet and he was kicking it around. Mm. Like, you can do that with mud yes. for sure. And then the other thing is you can chuck it in the um, Ziploc bag so that he can squish it around. I'd or you could even make, like, a ginormous squish, like, mud bag, like with the big Ziploc bags, Uh, don't put it in your nice water mat that I gave you last.
1: Uh, I will not. (laughs) We have been playing with the water mat. It is good fun. That's great
0: for balance reactions and helping like for experiencing with weight shift and rolling and reaching and stuff too. So it's cool. But yeah, you can do all of those things with mud under six months. But, and then like everyone goes, what about if they eat it when they're a little bit older? And I always find that if I said don't, my kids would just eat more of it, Mm. which I think is pretty typical for most parents. So what I would say is mud's not for eating and I would pull it out and I would give them like a baby yum-yum cracker or like you can eat this or they're O-ball. You can put this in your mouth instead. Or like for Claire who was a massive mouther, we – and I'll put in the show notes a link about mouthing so you can see when it happens and why it's beneficial and that type of thing. But we would like – stock up before we went to the park as she got older on like crunchy foods mm-hmm. like sensory foods like mm, Cheerios yeah, nice. and other stuff yeah. so that she kind of had that she was full for one, but she also had like that textural mm. yes before we got to the park so she wasn't yeah. looking for that yeah. with yeah. the leaves she still did but not as much with but, sand but it's yeah different. it's not full perfect. she ate so much sand one day her whole nappy was sand I was oh like no. well nappy rash Like this is fun like risky play mm-hmm. you know the consequences now and yeah. to be truthful after that she did stop eating <laughs> as much sand yeah. so she learned. Uh, yeah. But it was clean yeah. sand at the beach in Western Australia. We do have lovely clean sand here, yes. so we, we are privileged yes. around that as well. Whereas you know, if you're at your local park and it's not clean sand, maybe don't eat a ton of that. Yeah,
2: yeah like for me, it's just as simple as he doesn't go on the floor out the back because that's where the dogs go. But yeah. he goes on the floor out the front because yeah. that's clean. Like yeah.
0: no. bit of dog hair, Seb. That wouldn't. That's be not hard. the hair that I'm worried no. about. <laughs> That's a food talk. <laughs> let's leave it there. So that's month four part one. Closed. Um, thank you guys if you've gotten listening all the way to the end. We've really enjoyed chatting today. We'll come back in, we we'll have a little break now, and we'll come back and next week's episode will drop with month part, month four part two. Dr. Kyla, all about let's get ready for solids. Oh, Alright, thanks guys. Thank you. I wanted to introduce you to my online membership, the Baby Play Academy with over 250 purposeful play ideas from birth to walking, master classes on rolling, crawling, walking and baby sign language, bonus extras, webinars from paediatric experts and t- tummy time and sensory play PDFs, over 150 frequently asked questions at your fingertips and my favourite, on-hand support from my team of physio, OT and speech as well as hundreds of other parents in our online support forum. It is everything you need to play, connect, and reduce the anxiety around development in that first year and a half of your baby's life. Come and check it out at www.babyplayacademy.com. I would like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on the traditional lands of the Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place and acknowledge that they never ceded sovereignty. I pay my respect to the elders, both past, present and future. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Baby Banter. If you've enjoyed it, or if you have more questions, let's continue the conversation over on my Instagram, Nicole underscore Kids You can also check out NicoleKidsPhysio.com for lots of goodness, as well as the freebies mentioned today. Do you know a new parent or have a family member with questions? I would love it if you could share this podcast with them. Don't forget to leave a rating and review and I'll see you next time on Baby Banter. Hey mum, it's time for Baby Banter.